sisters, I hope this day finds you well. Now I need you to bear with me today because this one is going to be a bit of a long one because I want to break down an article coming from the New York Times and this came out on December 26. And it's titled, As Omicron Spreads and Cases Soar, the Unvaccinated Remain Defiant. Now the reason why I want to go through this whole entire article is because it sums up everything beautifully. <laughs> Absolutely beautifully. The whole, like, the whole strategy and then understand that as we go through this, this is essentially the third time that they're using this strategy. They used it on the alpha when they first rolled out the vaccine, then they used it for the Delta, and now they're using the same exact strategy. I kid you not, it's the same exact strategy if you're paying attention, it's the same exact thing, same verbiage, same everything. Who's to blame, same divisiveness, everything. Okay, so let's, let's jump in here. Cleveland, as a fast spreading new strain of the, of the coronavirus swarms across the country, hospitals in Ohio running low on beds and staff recently took out a full page newspaper advertisement pleading with unvaccinated Americans to finally get the shot. It read simply help. Now, I'll just keep going because I mean, I could break that down, but they're going to jump back into uh, Ohio uh, further down the article. So I'll jump back in then. But in a suburban Ohio cafe, Jackie Rogers, 58, and an accountant offered an equally succinct response on behalf of unvaccinated America. Never. In the year since the first shots began going into arms, opposition to vaccines has hardened from skepticism and wariness into something approaching an article of faith for the approximately 39 million American adults who have yet to get a single dose. Now, it, it has nothing to do with, with faith. They're trying, they're trying to basically single out people who don't want this vaccine, tribalize them, throw them into a monolith so that they can condemn them all at once, like they're all the same. And as if there's no reason, there's no scientific reason based on data that they would not want this vaccine. Now health experts say the roughly 15% of the adult population that remains stubbornly Stubbornly, so you have to pay attention to the verbiage. They're calling them stubborn because once again, there can't be a scientific reason why they would want it, why they would not. They're just being stubborn. Okay, this is all a part of the propaganda, because understand these articles aren't written by journalists anymore; that they're written by activists who are just trying to push an agenda. That's all it is, and they don't care about whoever disagrees with them. They have an agenda. That's the righteous one, even though it's not supported by fact. It's fascinating. Stubbornly unvaccinated is at the greatest risk of severe illness and death from the Omicron variant. Where's the data on that? That right there is, is just speculation. That's not science. So keep that in mind. That's just speculation. And could overwhelm hospitals that are already brimming with COVID patients. Could overwhelm. And then where are all these hospitals that are brimming? Where? Where are all these hospitals at? Later on in an article, they're talking about, you know, Cleveland, okay, but we have 49 other states with multiple cities and counties, multiple hospitals. Where are these hospitals at? Where are the numbers? They're never given, okay, just so you know. 
In Cleveland, where Omicron cases are soaring, a hospital unit at the Cleveland Clinic that provides life support to the sickest patients is already completely full. Completely full with all COVID? See, they didn't, they didn't say that. They just said that they're completely full. Completely full with what? This is a season where people get sick. Cold, flu. This is, this is, this is our sick season. <laughs> so are these, are these beds being taken up by anything else other then COVID, see how they don't really say that? They just imply. They imply because it's a part of the propaganda, right? Compounding the problem, the pace of first-time vaccinations appears to be plateauing this month, even as Omicron takes hold, and the numbers of children getting vaccinated and eligible adults getting booster shots are lower than some health experts hoped. Around 20% of children 5 to 11 years old have gotten a dose of vaccine, and only around 1 in 3 fully vaccinated Americans has gotten a booster. First of all, with, with children, go and look at the numbers. Look at deaths by sex and age on the CDC. I've said it multiple times. Look at the age group between 5 and 11 and tell me how many fatalities do you have within 24 months and then tell me what the extenuating circumstances are with each one of those. Okay, because I'm making it seem like children are at risk and the numbers would say otherwise. It is still too early to know whether Spiking numbers of Omicron infections in New York, the rest of the Northeast and the Midwest will be followed by a surge in hospitalizations and deaths. So they don't even know. Do you see what I'm saying? Like they say one thing and then they counter it in the, in the next paragraph. <laughs> it's absolutely silly. Everything is speculation, but they're speculating that things will be worse. Why? Because then it justifies their unconstitutional emergency powers and how they've been maintaining it for two years. We're still in emergency after two years. What emergency do you know that lasts this long? <laughs> oh man, that's why I break these articles down. Because in them, if you just read it, get past get past the the title in the first two paragraphs, and it will start to unravel itself. Oh my gosh, it's too early. Early studies suggest the new variant may cause less severe illness than previous variants did. Early studies, all of the studies say this. So why would you even be alarmed at the Omicron? Every single study says it. But so far, the threat of Omicron is doing little to change people's mind. What threat? You just said, <laughs> you just said in the previous sentence, all studies, all early studies suggest the new variant may cause less severe illness than the previous variants did. So, but so far the threat of Omicron is doing little to change people's mind because it's not a threat. You just said so. Nearly 90% of unvaccinated adults said the variant would not spur them to get shots, according to a recent survey from the Kaiser Family Foundation. And some of the unvaccinated said that Omicron's wily ability to infect vaccinated people only reaffirmed their decision to not get the shot. It's not just the Omicron, the, the, Delta, the Delta apparently was wily as well. And not, and, and not just the Delta, because remember with the vaccine, they, they told us that we were going to get 94% immunity from Moderna, 90% immunity from Pfizer. And then that turned out to be just symptom mitigation, not actual immunity. Now they tried to blame it on the Delta, but I haven't, where's, where's, where's the data? How do we know that it wasn't, wasn't the Alpha 2? And now, now it can't even do anything against the Omicron. Like they stole money from the US citizen to pay for a subpar product is basically what this, what this turns out to be. If we're looking at it from a standpoint of free market, Nobody would, would buy this product. It's subpar. Nobody would, right? 
Let's continue. Others say the virus's changing nature has stiffened their resolve not to get it. It's just another variant, said Diane Putnam, an unvaccinated resident of Dalton, Georgia, and president of her, con of her country's Republican Party. So here's where they bring in the Republicans. They're, of course, going to try to blame everything on the Republicans. It's only the Republicans that, that are hesitant. And then they're going to insinuate that it's, that it's primarily the white Republicans so that they can, so they can both try to attack white people and Republicans, whom they apparently hate. So, and then of course, understand that attacking white people the way they do makes them racist by their own actions. It's fascinating to me. They do, they don't all the quiet stuff out loud. They're so emboldened, which from a psychological standpoint, this is, this is what happens with oppressors. As time goes on, they become more and more emboldened and their subversion tactics start to go out the window because honestly, I think that they just don't feel like they should, they should have to. Right, that 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 wife beater believes that that he should just get to act the way he wants. He should no longer hide his, his you know, he's not just beating his wife within his home. He's like out and about, snatching her up and grabbing her and, and yelling at her and and putting his hands on her because he believes that's how she, he should get to act. So this is why the, them being emboldened always precedes their downfall because they become more and more flagrant with it, more and more overt, and then it's easy to see who the monster is. So, who spent six days in the hospital this summer after contracting COVID-19? Next year, there'll be another one. I mean, there's going to always be different variants. Understand that if a hospital adopts a policy of symptomatic treatment, the hospital, that, that policy of symptomatic treatment, and let me explain if you know what that means. It means that, let's say that, that you be, become positive with COVID-19 and you call up the hospital and you say, hey, I just got diagnosed positive. The hospital says, well, how do you feel? You're like, well, I feel fine now. And then they say, because it's just symptomatic treatment, if your symptoms become worse, then call us back. They don't give you any initial treatments, right? No hydroxychloroquine and zinc, no ivermectin and zinc, no budesonide, nothing. They don't give you anything. And so with no actual treatment, it's going to probably get worse. And then once it gets worse, and it's to the point where they call up the hospital and like, hey, I can't breathe, then not only do they go in, not only are they treated, but they're hospitalized. So the policy itself increases hospitalizations and increases the probability of death. So you have to understand that. This is a problem that the policy itself is creating. And since they're and whoever wants to implement this policy knows this. And so they're doing it on purpose because once again, it justifies their emergency powers. They don't care about human lives. That's, that's if you just look at the data, it's not an opinion, just look at the data. Okay. Nobody would ever, would never, would never implement a policy of symptomatic treatment. We know that early treatment works best for everything. Everything. If you break your arm, you want to get it treated immediately. Why? Because if, it does, if it's not set properly, it won't heal back properly. Right? We never, we never go, oh, let's just see how it, how it works. See if it gets worse and then come back. But that's not what we do. <laughs> uh, let's continue. Public health campaigns and employee vaccine mandates have made progress since the summer at reducing the ranks of unvaccinated fence sitters, people without easy access to health care, and those who were hesitant but persuadable. Understand that that's all a lie. Public health campaigns didn't do anything. 
Vaccination started to go up once they started holding people's jobs for ransom. Once they started to tell people, you're going to be fired unless you get this, that's when it went up. And that is an act of aggression. One side, and this is only one-sided, is implementing aggression to get what they want. One side. And historically, if you just read through history, you don't have to go back that far. The side that's implementing aggression is never on the right side of the fight. So it was not public health campaigns. Everybody who wanted to get the vaccine when it first came out and wanted to initially get it, got it. It was only when those numbers started to go down that they stepped in to implement mandates because it was never about free will. It never was. And later on in this article, they're really gonna dive into that. The remaining ranks of unvaccinated Americans steadfastly opposed to getting a shot tend to be younger, whiter, and more Republican than those who have received the vaccine or are still considering one, surveys have shown, really. Because later on in this article, they say that um, I think 60% of, of Republicans have gotten vaccinated were 91% of Democrats. So that 9%, they're Democrats. And then they go, they go on to say which states are like very hesitant and they're all in the South. So you're saying that those are mostly white people? So all that right there, not only is it speculation, but it doesn't, it doesn't hold up once you really break it down. That makes no sense. This is just another way for them to once again jab at who they perceived as their enemies, Republicans and white people. These are racist aggressors. They don't care about America or freedom. They just want to get what they want and they want you to comply and bow down. Okay, and they'll use any means necessary. At least six million first doses have been given in December since Omicron was first detected in the United States, but those numbers come with a caveat. Boosters can sometimes be misclassified as first doses, potentially leading to an overcount of how many Americans are getting their first shot, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has warned. So what? <laughs> the only reason why, why they're even putting out the booster is because they gave you a subpar product to begin with. And studies have shown that it wanes after six months. So they gave you a crappy product. They stole money from us to pay for a, cr a crappy product under Trump's watch. And now they're having to you buy a second round of their crappy product. <laughs> In a free market, nobody would do this. If, if, if as soon as people figure out that, that the product is crap, then the credibility of the company should go down. And then they should either have to self-correct if they want to keep selling or they go under. That's what a free market does. But no, the government is implementing, the government's on the socialist train. So you don't have to produce value to get paid. <laughs> I'm gonna skip down, okay, because I'll, I'll provide the link, you can read through this. I'm gonna skip down because it's all the same BS. Low vaccination rates are still heavily concentrated in rural areas and, and the South. Remember what I said about, they said that they tend to be white and Republican. With Louisiana, Mississippi, Georgia, Arkansas, and Alabama near the bottom. So are those mostly white states? Hmm. <laughs> These, they're just activists. You understand they're just activists. Even when they use data, it counters what they say. If you just pay attention. Those states have recorded around half of their population as fully vaccinated, well below the national rate of about 62%. Now, unless you're trying to say that it's just the black half, 
and just the black Democrat half. Maybe that's what they're trying to imply. That the black Democrat half, they're, they're conducting themselves like, like good little obedient children. Maybe that's what they're trying to imply. I don't know. In interviews across the country, unvaccinated people said they had grown inured to public health messages from exhausted doctors and nurses and even pleas from their own families. No, they're not inured. They're pushing back against aggression. Do you understand? This, is not, this has nothing to do with freedom. That's the problem. They keep acting like, like people who don't want to get the vaccine. They're just being defiant, stubborn little children. Their words, defiant and stubborn. No, you are an aggressor and I'm pushing back against your aggression because that's not what my country stands for. That's what you stand for, but you don't belong in this country based on your actions. And unfortunately this is coming from our president. So he actually isn't really an American patriot and he actually tries to use patriotism later on in the article. It's fascinating, right? Cause they project everything, everything that they are, they project onto others. I'm going to skip down a bit because this is, it just gets really repetitive. So let's, let's skip down. At an event in Dallas last Sunday, he argued that a shot in the arm was a way to help demonstrate that the three vaccines which were developed while he was in office, this is talking about Trump now, were one of his great successes. Trump also promoted the vaccines in a video interview released this past week by the Daily Wire, a conservative media site, while also rejecting the idea of mandates. So understand Trump fell off last year. So he's, he's a vaccine salesman now. So nothing this man says I take seriously. Leaders put their people first. He's putting himself first. And last year he fell off and became a vaccine salesman. All of this is because of him. If we didn't have a vaccine with the Project Warp Speed, then we wouldn't have a vaccine mandate. And I've, I've done a post on this before. And I entitled it, Trump fell off last year and I don't know why. But, but this man is not to be taken seriously as a, as a leader of the American people anymore in the American way. He fell off by his own actions. Still many members of right-wing media continue to spout anti-vaccine rhetoric and disinformation dissuading many from getting the shot. What, what rhetoric? You mean science? What disinformation? You mean the information that counters your misinformation? Because the data counters you. This, is, this, is, this whole sentence right here is just projection. There is no rhetoric coming from, from anybody who doesn't want this vaccine and from the right-wing that's just another way to try to jab at their enemies using aggression. There's no rhetoric. There's no disinformation. There's actual data. Not just coming from this country, coming from around the world. Look at the numbers coming out of the UK. Look at Gibraltar. Look at Ireland. You can just go and look at Israel. Look at India. You can go on and on and on. Look at Singapore. Stop. <laughs> data isn't rhetoric. Data is data. Their, their side is not supported by data, therefore their side is actually rhetoric. You understand? So they're projecting. At the same time, Republican governors, here we go, hitting Republicans again. Republican governors and attorney generals are fighting to block the administration's vaccine mandates for federal contractors, healthcare workers, and Head Start programs. Anti-vaccine activists have applauded moves by Governor DeSantis of Florida and Governor Abbott of Texas, both Republicans, because you got to make sure that you know who you're who your enemies are, I guess. Now, they're enemies of socialism by these actions, by these actions alone, right? To thwart vaccine requirements by schools or private business. Yeah, vaccine requirements, mandates, aggression. Understand, these requirements and mandates aren't laws. They're not laws. They can try to call them a law, but they're not laws. 
they are unconstitutional, oppressive edicts. And when an American actually steps up and, and calls them on it, they get called an anti-vaxxer. They get called all of these things stubborn and defiant. Were our founding fathers defiant when they created the country? Yes. Was it necessary? Yes. Were they defiant against oppression? Yes. And history is repeating itself. And then here comes the experts. Dr. Jose R. Romero, the Arkansas Health Secretary, said his state's vaccination rate, which is hardly budging, reflected how deep the opposition to the shot was among those left to convince. That's because you're not trying to convince. Once again, you're just using aggression and blackmail and force. And you're using leverage against private sector to do the government's dirty work. The, when you try to convince people that you respect, you do it in the way that I'm doing it now. I'm pleading my case. I'm showing data and I'm speaking to you. That's how you convince, when you intelligently communicate and you show respect for the other person's intelligence and that if you present your argument well, that you'll have a higher probability of convincing them. If I come over to your house and I put a gun to your head and I say, get a vaccine, that's not convincing anyone. <laughs> That's not, what, that's not what convincing looks like. <laughs> yes, it's a good way to get them to do what you want them to do, but you used aggression and violence. Okay, oh my goodness. In Washington, as the Supreme Court is set to hear challenges to the Biden administration's vaccine mandates, they're not laws, remember, they're just oppressive edicts. White House officials see few remaining policy levers to pull. You mean you've tried everything and there's not a lot of blackmail and coercive tactics left in, in, in the bucket is basically what they're saying. Domestic airline passenger vaccination requirements are one of the few tools still at Biden's disposal that can meaningfully increase the ranks of the vaccinated, saying the quiet powder allowed. You know what? If we take away their ability to fly domestically, then, then they'll do what we want them to do. Once again, using aggression. Quiet parts out loud, check this out. But the administration does not have plans to enact them for now, senior officials said. Pure persuasion? I think we've sort of run out of options, said Dr. Anthony, Fau Dr. Anthony Fauci, Biden's chief medical advisor. You, this dude is just going full communist and, I, and I've made a post to that. He's, this is just what he believes. He literally said, you know what? We, we'd rather not use aggression but if you're not gonna do what we say, then that's what we gotta do. That's essentially what he said. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. I have it on video. There were still glimmers of hope, he added. Some people fearful of the Omicron would take the leap. Why? It's less severe, you've already said so. And unvaccinated Americans, he said, were still not a one-dimensional group. Some might need to just see more safety data. I wanna see the safety data on the alpha. I wanna see the safety data on a lot of stuff. And now I'm being told that that from like, I believe it's from Pfizer, they're not gonna release the data for like 50 years? What are you talking about? You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see more safety data um, researched over the next decade. That's what I'd like to see. How about that? Maybe. Like some other public health experts, Fauci said that a uniform federal vaccine passport system could be another resource. Yes, another tool for, for blackmail. If more businesses and organizations ask for passports under that kind of program, he said, a lot of people are going to realize that it's so inconvenient not to be vaccinated that they might as well go again. They might as well go ahead. You understand that he's not talking about safety and welfare. 
He's talking about a system of control. He says the quiet parts out loud. He's just like an evil garden gnome. <laughs> That's what he is. He's a subpar Bond villain. He wants to make your life so inconvenient that you do what they tell you to do. That's been the strategy this whole time. That's been a strategy from day one. Understand, when they told you it was 94% and 90%, that was just their way to be nice in the beginning. Just like an abuser, buying his wife a new dress and all that. Just And then, then as, as soon as she puts the dress on wrong, he slaps her across the face. <laughs> Or, or she doesn't want to wear. She doesn't want to wear the ribbon that matches the dress. She'll wear the dress, but not the ribbon. Slaps her across the face because it wasn't an act of kindness. She never really had a choice. And you know how I know this because as soon as they stopped getting what they wanted, as soon as the numbers started to go down and their projections weren't weren't where they wanted them to be, they immediately switched to aggression. It wasn't even like there was some some kind of stop gap between that. They just went they just went from that right to aggression. Let's just grab him by the throat and make him do it. <laughs> oh, man. But unvaccinated people like Eric Diltz, 45, a DoorDash delivery worker in St. Joseph, Missouri, said he felt like the imperfect nature of the vaccines and shifting messages from public officials about boosters and breakthrough infections had validated his skepticism. Yeah, because that makes complete sense. Now you need a first shot and a second shot, and now they're talking about all, all these boosters. He said, how many shots do you need? It seems like a joke to me. Because it is. Unvaccinated Americans this year have made up the vast majority of severe cases. Okay, where are the numbers? And deaths from the virus, where are the numbers? Show me the numbers. Where, where, where's your data stream coming from? Where's your data source? And health experts say getting vaccinated remains the best way to protect against severe illness and death. How? I can show you studies where most of the deaths in a particular month came primarily from the vaccinated. So where's that coming from? The unvaccinated are much more likely to be in a hospital. Really, where's your data? And it's still symptomatic treatment, right? So even if they're unvaccinated and they get it, two things. One, you gave them no initial treatment. And second, that's their choice. So they say, well, yeah, but then they're overwhelming the hospitals. Well, if you really cared, you'd adopt a different protocol than symptomatic treatment. But then you'd have to admit that your vaccines were unnecessary because you can't qualify for an EUA when there are viable treatments available. Did you guys know that? Maybe that's the reason why they suppress the other treatments so they can, every, everything, all roads lead back to the vaccination and the money that they make from it. There's been something like nine new billionaires in the pharmacy industry, nine new billionaires. Why everybody else is losing their jobs and losing their livelihoods and losing their businesses. We have nine new billionaire pharmacists or coming from, the, from big pharma, sorry, nine. <laughs> I, I mean, if you don't want to read the writing on the wall, cool, but don't try to, to put your weakness and your ignorance onto me because all I'm doing is just reading the data and the data, it's not even very complicated. It's a very, like, it's a very, very simple, like multiplication for, uh, equation, like two times two equals. And you know what that is. It's all right in front of your face. I'm going to skip down a bit. So Dr. Luciana Boria, a former chief scientist at the Food and Drug Administration who advised Biden during the transition. So already, I wouldn't believe this woman. <laughs> already, you're coming from the FDA and you work for Biden. 
both both like Biden administration's compromised, FDA's been compromised, CDC's been compromised. Right. Right, they've all been compromised, so okay. During this during the transition, um, said reaching the unvaccinated was now arguably the hardest aspect of the US response. One that would require a change of course in federal and state priorities, such as reopening community vaccine sites or urging providers to put more focus back on first doses. Now when they use words like urge, what they mean is using more aggression. A spokesperson for the Department of Health and Human Services pointed to a wide-ranging vaccine public education campaign still underway at the agency, with special attention now to reaching young children and those in need of a booster. So they just want to up the propaganda because they don't want to actually educate. Because if they actually educated you on the data, even less people would get it. And less people would have gotten it initially. If they had told the truth that it didn't give you immunity, on the first rollout, how many people you think would have gotten it or chose not to? They did it because you told them that they were gonna get their lives back. I have you on video saying, I have Biden on video saying it, I have the head of CDC on video saying it, I have, I have Fauci on video saying it. Then once you get vaccinated, you're not gonna have to wear a mask, you don't have to socially distance, you can go back to your regular life. And not even six months later, it's back like, yeah, yeah, the vaccine doesn't really stop infection. <laughs> Which is something that, that there were doctors who were saying that initially, they were saying like, hey, we don't believe that Pfizer-BioNTech actually qualify for an EUA because they haven't really established if, if it's gonna stop infection. I bet you guys didn't know that. <laughs> so there were doctors that were questioning it in the beginning and nobody did anything. They were silenced or they were defamed, discredited. And it turns out they were right. So they lied then, they knew. They knew that it wasn't gonna grant you immunity. But they told you that lie to get people to take it. So if they actually were doing an education campaign, they wouldn't have gotten anybody to take this. Maybe, maybe the folks that are like above 70 or immunocompromised would have taken the risk anyway. But looking at the numbers, that's about it. If you're not immunocompromised, if you don't have multiple comorbidities, and if you're not over like 60, really no reason for you to get it based on the numbers. I'm gonna skip ahead. So this is, this is at the end going back to Ohio. Ohio, where 60% of people have gotten at least one shot, now has the country's highest rate of COVID-19 hospitalizations, and doctors say emergency rooms and ICUs are running out of beds. They are being forced to call people in from holiday vacations as growing breakthrough infections whittle away at their staff levels. Now, once again, within that paragraph, let's break that down, because it's very interesting. It says Ohio, where 60% of people have gotten their, their gotten one shot, has the country's has the country's highest rate of COVID-19 hospitalizations. They're calling the people from vacation. And then they say they are being forced to call people in from holiday vacations as growing breakthrough infections. Now, what's a breakthrough infection? They classify it as somebody who has gotten vaccinated and still got COVID. So they say here, people come back from vacation as a growing number of breakthrough infections are whittling away at their staff levels. So their staff that you forced to get vaccinated to keep their job, they're getting COVID again, and now you have less staff. Yet the people who don't want to get vaccinated, they're just being stubborn and defiant. There's no possible reason substantiated by data why they would not want to. Okay. 
Interesting. There was just a single open bed in a six floor intensive care unit at the main campus of the Cleveland Clinic on Thursday morning where about 90% of ICU patients were unvaccinated. Okay, but how many, how many COVID positive patients are in the ICU? Notice that they don't tell you, right? Like let's say that there's 20 beds in the ICU, five are, five are designated for COVID. And out of those five, four have been taken up. So then you can say 90%. These things, they, they don't give you, they don't put it into context for you. They want you to feel alarmed. They want you to be scared because it's part of the propaganda. Why do they need to do these tactics in the first place? Because you don't want to do what they want you to do. That's why. This is how they try to convince. They use aggression. They, they use hyperbolic language. They use fear. They use all of these tactics that prove that not only do they not respect you, they hate you. They hate you. These people hate you. They hate me. <laughs> Let's finish this off. It feels like it will never end, said Claire Strouser, a nurse manager in the intensive care unit whose adult son still has refused her entreaties to get vaccinated. I'm guessing her son's probably in his 20s. Why would he? This is that to even say that is absolutely ridiculous. Once again, go look at CDC numbers, death by sex and age. If her son is healthy, doesn't have any comorbidities, why would he ever put this in his body when he doesn't know how it's gonna affect him five years from now? She doesn't. Strausser said, here's, here's it in a nutshell. This is her son. Strausser says she, she will probably not see him over Christmas to reduce her own chances of getting infected and sidelined from a job she is devoted to. Now, I'm just assuming, since she's trying to get him vaccinated, that she's vaccinated. So she's vaccinated. Let's break this down. So she's vaccinated. Her, she tries to get her son to. He doesn't want it. He probably has a very good reason. And even if he doesn't, it's America. He can do what he wants, <laughs> right? Just because just you don't like what somebody, how somebody exercises their liberty doesn't mean you get to take that liberty away from them. It's not how that works in a free country. So she's trying to get him to get vaccinated. He doesn't want it. She's vaccinated. She's probably not going to see her own son over the holiday for fear that he infects her. So in that one sentiment, it shows the lunacy, the divisiveness, how it's, it's all conspiracy theory because it's not based in any kind of fact. And she's gonna end up hurting herself and her son. Her son, she's not gonna see him. And it shows what little faith she actually has in the vaccine that she's gotten. That she's not gonna be around her son, her own flesh and blood. She, he grew in her body. She's not gonna be around him because he's not vaccinated. She is, but she's afraid to, like as I said in that previous line, they're calling in people from vacations because of the level of breakthrough infections. So this article basically ends off telling you the vaccine doesn't work, not very well. And says that even if you are vaccinated, you're afraid of people that are unvaccinated because you're acknowledging that the vaccine doesn't really work as well as you thought it would. Hence the boosters. 
So this is, this is the life that they're trying to create. This is the world that they're trying to create. Can you see this? This is the world that they're trying to create. This ends when you say it does. When you just stop and you go, you know what? Done. Your, your product doesn't work. So you need a booster from the same company who gave you the product that didn't work. And now you're not going to see your family and you're not going to be able to fly and they're just going to keep using aggression. As I said before, the side that uses aggression is never on the right side of history, ever. At some point, you guys got to start turning on that light. I can only do so much.